1: All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And the holidays are just in sight. Yes, Thanksgiving is next week, the time where we're going to sit down and have that fun with our friends, our family, and truly give thanks. And we have a big Thanksgiving Day show planned for you here next week at the show. But this week, for the week of November 20th, 2014, show number 90, we have a special guest here this week. You may have seen him all over YouTube as he walked around Disneyland, cell phone crashing, yes, we are talking with the one and only Greg Benson of Mediocre Films. Now, Greg Benson, you may know, is a YouTube sensation. He is a guy that goes out there and does a variety of different pranks and all kinds of things that are in truly good humor and fun. And one of those things that he did was go out to the Disneyland Resort and he cell phone crashed there. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, let's just say he drops in on other people's conversations while they're walking around the park on the phone and we have all kinds of fun here this week as we're gonna have Greg Benson of Mediocre Films stopping in here at the show talking about how he came up with the idea for cell phone crashing and many other things that he has on the horizon in addition no show would be complete without the D team yes you have questions and he has answers and Aaron is gonna dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions with I want to know we also have Nathan back with this week in Disney history giving you a look back at what happened this week within the Disney company. We also have Paige here with the magical music review, as she's gonna look deeper into the music and the magic and the memories that make all the Disney movies come to life. We also have Caitlin back with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with in 2 and let's not forget Lexi, our DT member from Down Under, as Lexi is back with this week's Hollywood Walk. We have tons of news, hot off the D-wire, and all kinds of fun. So as we gear up for this week's show, a very mobile and cell phone-related show here this week, before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. You can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World Resort just by booking your planning trip through Scott at DVC-Rental. There you can save up to 60% by purchasing points from Vacation Club members that are unused. You can stay at the the top-of-the-line quality resorts at the Walt Disney World Park, including Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom, the Polynesian, and more. All you do is book through DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor, of Diz Radio. So, LVD heads, with that said, I am excited. We have a fun show planned here this week, all kinds of things on the horizon. So, let's officially kick off show number 90 for the week of November 20th, 2014, with a little bit of fast talking fun. Be right back, LVD heads. Yeah.
2: Make this perfectly clear. I'm gonna throw out all those shabby old tricks for this election year. Now I'm the one who'll set you straight. Let the past be watered through the gate. Just an up and coming grassroots candidate, and I'm running for the shaggy DA. Problems here, And I want to be the one to say, not one of them's just going to disappear come next election day, unless you help me enforce our laws, kiss those babies, and shake those paws, I'm the shaggiest candidate you ever saw, and I'm running for the shaggy D.A. I'm a gentleman through and through. So true. There's nothing but myself that's slick or cute. My interests lie with you. Right. I'm the kind of politician that you can trust. Let's sweep out city halls, old dust. If you want clean government, I'm a must. And I'm running for the shaggy DA. one of you is going to get his chance at the polls on election day. Ah, I just leave you with this final word concerning the knowledge that you've incurred. I'm patting on your vote now. That you've heard, I'm running for the shaggy D.A.
0: birth and their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right Write
3: down that piece. Uh, What time do you think you want for you? Uh, 7.30? I think probably 7.30 is a good time. 6.30 or 7? 6.30 okay, or say, 7 is fine. Uh, let's say 7. Let's say 7. 7 is a good time to meet for dinner.
4: Yeah, we're going to say hi Pluto. You want
1: to say hi to Pluto?
3: Okay. Hi, Pluto. Okay. Anything else? No, uh, of course it is closed today oh it is oh man i wanted to go on that <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that's closed that i need to know about were you listening to my conversation a little bit but it was oh. it was awkward because it sounded a lot like mine oh no no no! i was just I was talking to my friend no you weren't yeah i was talking to a friend on my phone what's his name ja- james the tiki room would be great yeah tiki room's got some uh got some fun stuff there do they actually have food there in the tiki room though I don't know if they do. I don't think they I don't think they serve food in the tiki room. Can you hear me? I don't think they serve food in the tiki room. He's doing what? That's weird. Why would he do why would he do that? A little YouTube thing called cell phone crashing. I was I was answering what you were saying. That's great. Hey you're the guy that does the thing, I'm the, the guy, I'm the guy that does the thing. Are you just, were answering me. A little bit. A <laughs> little
5: bit. There's room for everyone in this world If everyone makes some room Won't you move over and share this world Everyone make some room Even a dragon deserves a place, a wide open space with no rays, no chains. He wants to play games, dance with you, give him a chance to sing his song.
6: While Elliot gets a crew, fly on his back and zoom. Rock him and ride him and line up beside
5: him. You'll see how quickly you blend. A dragon is just one more stranger in search of a friend. From an ant to a bird to a buffalo bird, let them walk. And fly and roam. Step aside, let them live. It's simple to give. Like us, they just need a home. There's room for everyone in this world. Back up and make some room. Let's all move over and share this world. Everyone, make some room. door to door think of the valleys and mountaintops the earth never stops so deep so high with miles of sky we are world oh,
0: was for you
7: minnie,
0: minnie. <laughs> today kids can call their favorite friends on the mickey callback phone
7: wanna go fish then
0: hang up and mickey minnie or goofy call right back
6: hello mickey's pizza what? <laughs> minnie's flower
0: shop it's very grown up and hello? it's made by mattel the mickey callback phone from
6: the land of imagination <laughs> Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the
2: voice of Goofy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
0: Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand.
6: Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's
0: Finally too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney.
8: Carrie, Carrie McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E. And only one R and an I instead of an I.
0: It's Disney On Demand.
8: Well, it started out like any normal
6: sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all.
0: Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
1: I
6: I just wish I could forget the whole thing.
0: You will, kid.
9: You will.
1: Alright, all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 90 for the week of November 20th, 2014, as we're gearing up for all kinds of cell phone fun, Disneyland Resort fun, and more, as we have Greg Benson of Mediocre Films stopping in here very shortly. We have tons from the D-Team, tons of news hot off the D-Wire, and all kinds of great things in store for you here this week at the show. So before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand, and first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com that's d i z radio.com there you can find our full list of past shows the complete archives our lifetime of disney player our latest news feeds and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com that's d i z radio You can also connect up with us, all of the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can find all these links and social media outlets right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And remember, you can always subscribe ...subscribe to our show on Stitcher Radio and iTunes... ...and get the latest show right there on your mobile device... ...your iPod, your tablet, and more... ...right there in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So stay connected with us here at the show. So all of you D-heads, with that said... ...it is the week of November 20th, 2014, show number 90... ...and there's a variety of different things... ...with news hot off the D-wire here this week... ...as it is, with the holidays in the horizon... ...a little bit of a slower week. But let's officially kick it off with saying happy birthday... To the pair, the team, the ones that started it all. Yes, they always say it all began with a mouse, but I say it began with mice because Mickey and Minnie this week are celebrating their birthday. Yes, November 18th, we can't just go any further without giving the props, the happy birthday, and the more. Yes, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse who have helped Walt Disney create a franchise and mainly the reason why we're here this week. So happy birthday, Mickey and Minnie, and uh, many, many years to come and passing it on to generations. Now, pushing right along in news, a little bit of news that is a little bit on a sadder note. And how about a trip turning deadly as five were killed in a family trip to Walt Disney World? Now, this was mentioned all over the news. It was a a news media blitz. Now, a family had gotten together to go from Texas to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, An endless, a magical road trip. Something we've all done. I've done it with my family and my kids. And it's just something that you love to do. I mean, it is a great thing. Now, here is the part that is sad. Five members of the family were killed. Three children, both parents, leaving some of the children still alive. But what happened is the 16-year-old fell asleep at the wheel. He veered to the left and then yanked it quickly to the right, crashing the family's SUV. Now, this is a sad, sad note. I mean, I remember when I first turned 16 and I drove my parents through the gates of the Magic Kingdom. It uh, It was amazing. It was fun. It was like this pivotal moment in your life. But to be responsible for the loss of your family. Now, the one part that I am truly sad about is how police and investigators really just want to charge him with uh, the deaths of the family. And it's one of those things where it truly was an accident. And he has to live without his family for the rest of his life. He didn't choose this and it truly is heartbreaking. So in a moment of silence here this week, I do want to say my heart goes out to the individual where this happened to, because it truly was an accident. He didn't want this to happen. My heart out to the family and everybody involved, the other children who are still remaining that are, are in stable condition, the loss of the family, the community, the embracing, and of course, the young individual. You lost your family, and it truly is a sad, sad moment, and I know that God will be looking down on you. So in a moment of silence, let's just give, give that thought and those prayers to all those involved in this this fatal, fatal accident this week. Now, pushing right along in news, let's get back into things that have to do with the parks and other parts of the parks. And how about the Walt Disney Company and Shanghai Media Group said this last Friday that they have agreed to expand their existing partnership to include the co-production of films and development of TV shows. That's right, the companies earlier this year extended their long-running strategic partnership. The expanded deal also covers content distribution and cooperation on marketing deals. Now, as they have released, Disney is committed to providing the high-quality entertainment experiences to audiences worldwide, said Disney chairman and CEO Robert Iger. And SMG's spirit of innovation, diverse platforms, digital destinations, and assets provide unparalleled access to the entertainment in China. Now, the partners also unveiled plans for new projects that they said represent another significant step for both organizations— to develop a vibrant and creative content industry and connect with audiences in China globally. Now, as the chairman of Shanghai Media Group has said, the strength of this deepening relationship with Disney and the volume of diversity of the initiatives that we're pursuing helps set the foundation of a multifaceted strategic alliance with the Disney company. Now, among the projects, they have Born in China, a Disney nature film in production in China, which will showcase some of the spectacular wildlife and natural beauty of China when it opens at the global box office in 2016. Now, you can read more about this and many other things that are in the works officially through SMG's official website. Now, in addition, Disney is in active discussion with ToonMax to produce a series of animated kids series that center on one of China's most popular cultural icons with the ambition for global distribution. This unique and far-reaching cooperation between Disney and SMG is a testimony to the strength of our 15-year relationship and commitment to serving audiences with world-class family entertainment, said Stanley Chung, chairman of the Walt Disney Company in Great China. Now, I foresee this just going above and beyond and really making Disney just come together globally once again. Now, moving away from parks and SMG and global entertainment, let's get back to just, uh, you know, our own small box here in television. And how about ABC television to air backstage with Disney on Broadway celebrating 20 years? Yes, it's going to be hosted by Jesse Tyler Ferguson on Sunday, December 14th. Now, unprecedented backstage access with the Broadway cast of Disney's The Lion King, Aladdin, and the North American tour of Newsies, there's going to be a variety of different things on the horizon, including a special musical performance by Sir Elton John. Yes, in celebration of Disney's theatrical productions, 20 years on Broadway, the ABC Television Network is going to air backstage with Disney on Broadway, celebrating 20 years. Earring on Sunday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hosted by Broadway veteran Jesse Tyler Ferguson, star of ABC's Modern Family. Now this is a one-hour special produced by Lincoln Square Productions, and it takes viewers on a journey through the creation of Disney's eight Broadway musicals. Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Tarzan, The Little Mermaid, Mary Poppins, Newsies, Aladdin, just to name a few. Now the special features also new commentary and revealing anecdotes by the stars and the theater professionals about the creation of the long runs of these beloved titles. Now backstage with Disney on Broadway, Celebrating 20 Years is also going to feature music from the Disney on Broadway catalog, including special musical performances from Sir Elton John, Sam Polito, and Claire Bowen from ABC's Nashville. There's also going to be Ashley Brown from Mary Poppins and Adam Jacobs from Aladdin. Now for the first time, viewers have unprecedented access to the fast, high-paced stakes world, of Broadway as cameras are going to be backstage during actual performances of Aladdin during the show Stopping Productional Number, Friend Like Me and many other things. Now this is going to be a fantastic look, behind the scenes look of Broadway musicals, and I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, it has been a long time since ABC decided to go forward and actually have something unique and different, and I miss these behind-the-scenes specials that Disney used to air on television. So not only am I excited because it's 20 years of Broadway, I'm also excited that it's a behind-the-scenes hour-long special once again, looking into the Walt Disney Company. Fantastic. Now, since we are talking about looking into the Walt Disney Company and television and All those wonderful things we'd like to pass on. How about Pete's Dragon? Yes, and we have the one and only Helen Reddy stopping back on our show. If you remember, she stopped here on our show about a year or two ago and was our very special guest here and talked about Pete's Dragon. Well, she's going to be stopping in again talking about the reboot. And yes, Disney officially confirmed New Zealand is the shooting place for the Pete's Dragon reboot. Yes, the mixed CGI and live-action film will be based at Peter Jackson's Stone Street Studios, home of the Hobbit films. Now, Walt Disney Studios has confirmed that the live action and CGI film Pete's Dragon will be filmed in New Zealand from January to April of 2015. Now Production will be based at Peter Jackson's Stone Street Studios in the nation's capital of Wellington. Pete's Dragon is set to star Robert Redford, Boardwalk Empire's actor Oaks Fegley and also Matilda's Una Lawrence and it's the first studio featured to use Stone Street since production wrapped on The Hobbit films. Now filming will also take place in several locations around New Zealand including the Bay of Plenty, Wellington and Canterbury regions. Now it's unclear if the Weta Digital, another area of Jackson's companies, is going to help with the CGI in the film. Now, Bryce Dallas Howard is also in talks to join the cast of the film, which is set against the backdrop of a loggers cutting down a forest. Now, Pete is a boy whose parents died in a car crash and who has been raised by Elliot the dragon, who resides in the threatened forest. Now, that is a little bit of a twist and a tweak and something slightly different in terms of the story, but it will be good. As they put it, we are searching for a shooting location that captures the wonder and the spirit of Pete's dragon, said producers Jim Whitaker. The New Zealand aesthetic and beautifully matches what is the screenplay requires, and we are grateful to receive such tremendous support from the filmmaking company and the industry in this country. Now, as I mentioned, we are going to have Helen Reddy stopping back here on our show very shortly to discuss the sequel and more as she stops back once again to our show and and graces us with her great presence and hopefully we can uncover more about this reboot and her thoughts of it as well. Now, pushing right along, how about donations? And it is that time of the year when we give thanks, we give out presents, and we're really just thankful for a lot of different things. But how about helping those in need? And how about ABC7 in Santa Rosa, California and Disney donating over Fifteen thousand dollars to the Redwood Empire Food Bank. That's right. All this month, ABC 7 News in Santa Rosa, California, highlighted the efforts of the Bay Area food banks. And though it is encouraging to give where you live in an annual Thanksgiving food drive, now on Thursday, ABC 7's Spencer Christensen was in Santa Rosa at the Redwood Empire Food Bank. He presented a check for over fifteen thousand dollars to the executive director, David Goodman, on behalf of ABC 7 and the Walt Disney Company. As they mentioned, first of all, we thank you very much, Goodman said. It is a tremendous, generous gift. However, it is just the beginning. We reach 82,000 people every single month here, and we are here in the season, the holiday season, and have a long way to go. They're truly thankful for this, and it is going to help their efforts as they help to give back to over 82,000 people in their area. And I urge all of you to give to your local food banks as well. I know it sounds like a pitch, but I do it as well. You never know how important it is, because it's not just you know people who are homeless on the streets. It's just not those people who are wandering around living in cardboard boxes. Believe it or not, these food banks help many people when they lose their jobs and they don't know where else to turn to. And you're trying to feed your family. These are places that step in and they help them until they get back on their feet. Truly give back, even if it's a can or two cans or a box of rice, anything, even donating your time. It is a great way to give back to your community. And I urge you to look up food banks in your local area. Now, pushing along in news here, I'll give one more thing. Like I said, there's a variety of different news here this week, but it is a little light because the holiday is coming up upon us. But how about Walt Disney considering opening the first ever Disney World in the Middle East. Yes, you heard me correct. It seems like Magic Kingdoms and castles are popping up all around the world. But how about the Walt Disney Company is in discussions that are underway between Egypt and Disney International to open the park, according to the country's investment minister. Yes, Disney is considering building its world-famous amusement park for the first time in the Middle East in Egypt, Egyptian media reported. As they have stated, there are discussions going on with Disney International to build in Egypt its first Disney park in the Middle East. Similar to Disney France, they said, this is going to be an investment that is going to help us bring tourism in the area. Now, Salman made the comments while attending a live Disney show at the International Convention Center. Having a Disney show in Egypt at the moment sends a message to the world and to foreign investors that Egypt is safe and stable, he says. Now, Tourism to Egypt has plummeted as unrest has riveted the country since the downfall of former president in 2011. Now, they are saying that this might be a way to bring back just the tourism of what they need. So all of you D-heads, with that said, more news on the horizon. We have Greg Benson from Mediocre Film stopping in with cell phone pranking at Disneyland and many other things as this actor, comedian, and more is stopping in here at the show. And shortly I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. Yes, you have questions, he has answers. And Aaron's going to answer those questions and I want to know. We also have what happened this week within Disney history with Nathan. And let's not forget... WDW and 2 as you're going to get the latest rundown from the Walt Disney World Resorts with our very own Caitlin. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com where you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation. All you do is go to dvc-rental.com, talk with Scott, and he will save you up to 60% as you purchase unused points from Vacation Club members. And you can stay at the best Walt Disney World resorts from the Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom, and more without having to be a Vacation Club member. Just check it out at dvc-rental.com. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. I'm going to kick back, and I will be back with some more news very, very shortly. Take it easy, d D-heads.
6: A bittle-dee-dee and a bittle-dee-o
10: all the things I want. Tweet. Oh, hi, I'm Steven. I'm with the Disney Parks blog. I can't seem to put this phone down, except today I will because I'm at my new favorite location. It's the Marketplace Co-op in downtown Disney Marketplace at Walt Disney World Resort. And in just a few moments, I'm going to be meeting with uh, that guy. That's Kevin Michael Azad. He is the merchandiser responsible for D-Tech on Demand. That's one of six different boutiques you can find inside this location. Now Kevin Michael, or KM as we like to call him, is gonna give me the inside scoop on how I can show my Disney side using my phone. So you've been working on D-Tech On Demand for a couple of years now.
11: Yeah, almost three years now. We have about 125 pieces of art to choose from, but we can add as we see fit.
10: Now Cam, with 125 different choices, that means you're able to carry a lot of different character designs. Maybe some characters that we don't often see merchandise for.
11: That's right, Steven. Some of our guests really love characters that we don't use very often in merchandise. Characters from the movie Bambi, Jiminy Cricket, the Winnie the Pooh characters, and we've captured all of those here. It's really easy, let me walk you through it. Now you choose the device you're looking for a case for. Uh, there. Great, hit next. Now you have the option to choose your art. It's broken into different categories. Well, I love the 1950s robots. You get the opportunity to choose your bumper color. That's the side of the phone case, either black or white. Now you get the opportunity to add your name or have it printed without your name.
10: I'm going to choose my name. Great. Hit
11: next. Now you simply type in your name. This looks perfect. Great. Now hit
10: confirm order and they'll print it right here while I wait. That's right. We're in the D-Tech printing area. Now I'm standing in front of two printers here and you're gonna take this blank case and gonna make the case I just designed.
11: That's right. The printers use a UV ink, which is dry immediately and has no cooling time. So your case will be ready in just a few minutes. That's awesome.
10: Cam, I love this case. That was so easy to do. You know, I love it so much here. Hold this, I wanna tweet about it. All right, well still, perfect. I love DTech on demand at WDW Downtown. That's the Twitter handle for Downtown Disney in Florida. Uh, hashtag DisneySide. All right. Perfect. Thank you for your help You're today. You're welcome. You too should stop by the Marketplace Co op here at Downtown Disney.
0: you have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know.
12: Hey D-heads, this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone had a great Halloween. We had lots of trick-or-treaters, and my son had a pretty good haul himself. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Jacob of Michigan, and he writes... The D-Team Aaron and I want to know? My question is about the history of DuckTales. I love the show but never realized it was based on a series of comic books. Do you have more on the comic books? Your friend and D-Head. Well, I sure do miss the old Disney afternoon cartoons. They were the best. DuckTales is based on a comic book called Uncle Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge was a comic book starring the stingy Scrooge McDuck, the richest duck in the world, his nephew Donald Duck, and grandnephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and revolving around their adventures in Duckburg and around the world. It was first published in Four Color Comics, number 386, on March of 1952. Scrooge made his first appearance in the Donald Duck story, Christmas on Bear Mountain, as a curmudgeonly man who decides to test Donald and his nephews to see if they are worthy of inheriting his wealth. Carl Barks found the characters and his wealth a useful springboard for stories and reused him in a number of subsequent Donald Duck one shot adventures and 10 pagers appearing in Walt Disney's comic and stories. By 1952, the popularity of the character convinced Dell to give Scrooge a tryout as a lead character in the seminal Only a Poor Old Man in Dell's four color anthology series. After two further four color appearances, Scrooge was granted his own title, starting with issue number four, counting the tryout issues as one through three. The first 70 issues mostly consisted of stories written and drawn by Carl Barks. Several stories written by Barks and published in Uncle Scrooge were adapted as episodes of DuckTales. The show also inspired its own comic book. DuckTales had two series of comic books, The first series was published by Gladstone Publishing and ran for 13 issues from 1988 to 1990. And the second series was published by Disney Comics and ran for 18 issues from 1990 to 1991. Disney also published a children's magazine based on the show, which also featured comic stories. Subsequent comic stories were also printed in the magazine Disney Adventures from 1990 to 1996. On August 29th of 2007, Disney released a trade paperback of Scrooge's Quest and later The Gold Odyssey. On May 24th and July 19th of 2006, Gemstone published a two-volume trade paperback, Carl Barks' Greatest DuckTale Stories. Trades contain reprints of stories written by Carl Barks which were specifically adapted into television episodes of DuckTales. Both volumes start out with an introduction and compare the original comic story with its DuckTales episode counterpart. Volume 1 also includes a two-page article delving into the details on adapting the show from the comic series. Sounds like a really great book. Well, our next question is from Tiff S. of Oregon, and she writes, Hey, Diz Radio. Love the podcast. The question I'm looking for an answer to has to do with an old ride and if you had wings. I always thought it was a fun ride and even tilted my head through the tunnel for a crazy effect. How long did the attraction sit there? Was Buzz just overlaid over the existing track? And is the song or ride-through available anywhere? Thanks a bunch. Well I was young when I got to experience this attraction so I don't remember a lot about it. If you had wings opened on June 5, 1972, and ran to June 1, 1987. It was an attraction at Walt Disney World. It was a two-person, omni-mover, dark ride in Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom, sponsored by Eastern Airlines. The ride featured travel destinations throughout the Caribbean and elsewhere, all of which were, in keeping with the ride's sponsorship, serviced by Eastern. The specific lo- locations featured in the ride were Mexico, Bermuda, Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, Jamaica, Trinidad, and New Orleans. The ride's theme song was by Buddy Baker. Subsequent to the closing of If You Had Wings, Disney removed all references to Eastern, changed the name of the ride to If You Could Fly, and reopened it on June 6 of 1987. The sets and films were intact, with the theme music had been replaced. For many fans of the ride, the absence of the infectious original music had taken much of the fun out of the attraction and the opening scene which originally had a film about Eastern had been replaced with footage of flying birds. On January 4th of 1989, If You Could Fly was permanently closed. Delta Dream Flight and Disney's Take Flight occupied the space before Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin. And yes, this ride makes use of the original ride system and floor plan but now riders can control the rotation of their vehicles via joysticks and of course you are armed with laser cannons to shoot at targets stationed throughout the attraction. There is a ride through video on YouTube so you can experience the attraction again. Well our final question is from Sammy Flexton of Georgia and he writes, Jumping right into it Aaron, I was thinking of the Disney Channel after your answer to the show, The Jersey, last week, it had me thinking of of Avonlea some more. I know you had Kristen on, and it got me remembering that show again. How long did it run? Is it available on legit DVD? Well, the show was originally called Road to Avonlea, and it was a Canadian television series. The Disney Channel began airing the series in the United States on March 5, 1990, and continued airing it into January of 1997, and the title was shortened to Avonlea. The series is about the King family who lived in a small farming community called Avonlea on Prince Edward Island for generations. In the early 1900s, the eldest of the five King siblings, Hetty, oversees the goings-on in the family and ensures everything runs to her high and rigid standards. Eldest brother Alec and his family run the King farm. Youngest sister Olivia, who is still treated as the baby by the other two despite being a grown woman, is a third of the siblings still living in Avonlea. Two additions from the King family arrive somewhat unexpectedly to stay on the King property, one being Andrew King, the son of the third eldest Roger, who is off traveling the world as a renowned geologist. The other arrival is Sarah Stanley, the only daughter of fourth eldest but deceased Ruth, who is rebellious? One in the family. Before Sarah's arrival at Avonlea, the Stanleys were estranged from their king relations. Sarah is sent to stay with her relatives because her father, Blair Stanley, wants to protect her from a potential scandal he is facing associated with his business in Montreal. Sarah is particular will have to make many adjustments from her privileged Montreal life to survive emotionally in rule Avonlea without her father. When the series was released on VHS and DVD in the United States, the title changed from Road to Avonlea to Tales from Avonlea. Sullivan Entertainment released all seven seasons on DVD for the very first time between 2005 and 2006, and in 2009 they began re-releasing the series in widescreen format and as of December 2012, all seven seasons and the Christmas special have been released in widescreen format. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron E-R-I-N, at dizradio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age and dreams are forever. We'll see you next
13: week, b
14: Fairly, the voice of Little Bear, and uh, from the series Road to Avonlea, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. Did you know that the Jungle Cruise has gotten a holiday makeover for the second year in a row? Yep, you guessed it. Hop on board the Jingle Cruise this Christmas season and jungle all the way. This hilarious version of the Jungle Cruise keeps all your favorite famous jokes intact, while spicing up others and tacking on holiday puns where they can. Christmas decor is sprinkled throughout because as the skippers tell it, they were supposed to get a Christmas shipment. Seems like the animals of the jungle had other plans. Make sure not to miss this fun-filled cruise. Now that Big Hero 6 is premiered in theaters, you can finally meet Hero and Baymax in the magic of Disney Animation Building in Hollywood Studios. And while you're at the studios, don't miss the Osborne Family Spectacle of Dancing Lights, running every evening from now through January 4th on the streets of America. And in holiday news, every night at the castle at 615, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff and Olaf will be on hand for a Frozen Holiday Wish. Elsa will transform Cinderella's castle into an ice palace before our very eyes. I had the privilege of seeing this last weekend, and it's one of the most breathtaking things I've ever seen at Disney. Be prepared for large crowds, because just as many people surround the castle and Main Street for this show as they do for Wishes. So if you're hoping to see the characters up close and personal, you'll want to get there early. But in terms of the castle lighting itself, I'd argue that it's so much more magical to watch it from afar. Let's just say there were tears involved. It was so beautiful. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly.
0: Envelope to Davis and Kurt, Right down that.
15: Stay tuned to The Rescuers, right after this. Sunday night's magical world of Disney becomes Disney's magical world of animals. And if you don't believe me, I'm a Macomba. If that's Swahili for Ask Macomba, it's also the name of a show.
9: Do not be confused by its name.
15: This know-it-all really does know-it-all, at least when it comes to animals.
9: Macomba never tires
15: of unlocking the vaults of wisdom and sharing his intellectual riches with the world. Go inside the mind of Africa's Animal Answer Man and also get to see some really cool animals do some really cool stuff. Be there tonight at 7.30, 6.30 Central on Disney. Thank you for calling. Tomorrow night on Magical World of Disney, two movies from The Lost and Found.
14: This is ludicrous.
15: First, in Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco, some lost pets find a way home.
8: How pleasant.
15: Then, in Northern Lights, the Disney Channel original movie, some lost souls find a new home
6: what do when I...
1: Don't
15: you lose out. Find a way to watch. Tomorrow night on Magical World of Disney. Movies at 7, 6 central. Is... Want to spend some time with a typical American family? Meet the Sinclairs every afternoon on Disney. Okay, so they're dinosaurs. That doesn't stop me from having a vaguely uninformed opinion. But Dad still goes to work each day. Sinclair! In
6: here now!
15: Mom watches the baby. I did- you just never know what to expect with this family. Your folks never have mammals over for dinner?
6: All the time! they yummy!
15: So if you're hungry for more, watch Dinosaurs every day at 5 p.m. 4 Central on Disney. Wednesday on Magical World of Disney. Yeah. You're invited to a real old-fashioned hoedown.
5: Great idea! It's
15: two movies complete with finger-lickin' vinyls. Come and get it! River Raptor and Bronco Buster. so... Western. Heck, we've even got some brawling brothers and sassy sisters. Aren't they cute? So saddle up and get how the West was fun and brothers of the frontier. (laughs) But please, don't feed the animals.
3: Kids do the darkest
15: things. Wednesday on Disney. Movies at 7, 6 central. Party on, dudes. Welcome back to The Rescuers.
13: Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. Let's begin. Starting out this week in Disney history, we start in 1933, where actor, dancer, and singer Ken Berry is born in Molina, Illinois. His Disney credits include The Cat from Outer Space, where he played Dr. Franklin Frank Wilson, and Herbie Rides again as Willoughby Whitfield. In 1952, voice actor Jim Cummings is born, James Jonah Cummings in Youngstown, Ohio. His many acting talents include the voices of Pooh and Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, and such feature works as The Lion King, The Fox and the Hound 2, Aladdin, Atlantis Lost Empire, Brother Bear 2, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, The Princess and the Frog, and Winnie the Pooh. In 1954, Look Magazine gave readers Your First View of Disneyland, The article reported that the bulldozers are piling up miniature mountains for a new project of Walt Disney's fertile imagination. In 1963, the Dapper Dance sang with Julie Andrews and Wally Bogue at a special Disneyland press-only event on the Golden Horseshoe stage to promote the next year's release of Mary Poppins. In 1972, Christopher Daniel Barnes, the voice of Prince Eric in Disney's The Little Mermaid, is born in Portland, Maine. His voice credits also include Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True, and Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, which he played Prince Charming. In 1973, Disney's 21st animated feature film, Robin Hood, is released in theaters. In 1977, Disney's Peach Dragon has its world, pr- world premiere. In 1986, in New York City, a 12 by 16 inch celluloid from Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is purchased for $30,800. For anyone unfamiliar with celluloids, that's just a term for the film cells that were used for the movie. Generally back as early as Snow White, they were hand painted and illustrated. Also back for Snow White, these film cells were used with the multi-plane camera system developed in order to give the scenes a depth feel and look more natural. These celluloids were placed in front of it all, multiple celluloids, to make the scene feel closer to you and deeper while the background sometimes changing seemed to be more in the distance. It also uses for animated scenes as well, to where they would have the background sequences animated or rolling in the uh, in the plane camera system, to where the the single celluloid up in the front would be a still, and the background would be moving, to where it would look like a moving picture, as well as the depth included as well. Also, in 1986, popular voiceover actor Paul Frees, known for his haunted mansion narration, passed away in California. He also voiced several several pirates in the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction and Disney's Professor Ludwig Von Drake in 18 episodes of the Disney Anthology television series. In 1991, Disney legend and original Imagineer Roger Brogy passes away. Brogy was around for the World's Fair attractions and helped Walt build many a machine for the parks. In 1992, at Disneyland, the Mission to Mars attraction in Tomorrowland closes and the space will remain unused until it officially reopens as a restaurant, Red Rockets Pizza Port, and Disneyland's New Tomorrowland on May 22, ninety-eight. Moving on to 1998, Walt Disney World's newest attraction, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, officially opens at the Magic Kingdom. In 2001, first opening in June 1976, Disney's River Country, the first water park at the Walt Disney World Resort closed. Florida laws prohibited the use of natural bodies of water, for water park use, which resulted in the close. This was located on the shore of Bay Lake near Discovery Island. And River Country featured a rustic wilderness theme, complete with man-made areas such as boulders and complete with rocks. In 2004, it is reported that The Incredibles, which opened in theaters November 5th, had taken 70.7 million dollars in its first weekend in the United States, and this beat out Disney Pixar's previous record of 70.3 million for Finding Nemo. In 2005. DuckTales Volume 1, a three-disc box set containing the first 27 episodes of the animated series, is released to DVD, as well as D- a DVD release of Chippendale Rescue Rangers Volume 1 box set. In 2006, Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, opened in theaters. In 2007, Walt Disney Pictures Enchanted had its London premiere at the Odeon West End. In 2008, Disney's stage production of High School Musical 2 premiered in Atlanta's Theater of the Stars. Also in 2008, a sing-along version of High School Musical 3, Senior Your Years, released in 125 theaters across the U.S. In 2009, a sea of more than 400 Disney volunteers helped clear 1,080 pounds of trash from the Brevard Coastline as part of the International Coastal Cleanup, which was the world's largest volunteer effort to improve the health of the ocean and the waterways. And finishing out this week in Disney history, we end it in 2013 when Thor the Dark World is released into theaters. Well, D-Heads, that's it all again this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something maybe that you didn't know. Have a great week, and see you real soon.
8: talking
0: phone batteries not included from hasbro preschool it. it's disney blues disney on
15: demand you hear that it's the winds of change
11: here's your host jonathan johnson
1: all right lvd heads so i am back and thank you to the d team once again for stopping in for Caitlin, Nathan, and Aaron all stopping in with your signature segments. Remember, you can connect up with the D-Team on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can go to the D-Team page and connect up with all the D-Team directly. Drop them a line, shoot them an email, you name it. They are not scary. They won't bite. They will definitely want to interact and talk with all of you D-heads. So thank you, team, for stopping in. So all of you D-heads, we are gearing up for Greg Benson from Mediocre Films stopping in here very shortly. We have more from the D-team and all kinds of fun. So I'm just going to jump into just a couple of things still hot off the D-wire here this week. And how about Patty Duke? Now, some of you younger D-heads out there may not remember Patty Duke. Yes, the Patty Duke show and more. And she does a lot of... uh, Let's just say playing twins on the air, much like, uh, you know, we have Haley Mills and the current Disney show, Live Maddie. Well, Patty Duke is going to play twins once again on the Disney Channel. Yes, Patty Duke is playing twins again on TV, this time as a pair of grandmas on the Disney Channel show Live and Maddie. Yes, the 67 year old actress will guest star on the upcoming episode of Live and Maddie, which follows twin sisters played by actress Dove Cameron. Now, Duke said her grandchildren are fans of the show, and while she never expected to play twins again, she felt the twinge once again of jealousy when she saw Cameron playing twins on TV, as she did in the Patty Duke show. As she stated, I won't lie. When the show came on the air, there was a part of me that said, I want to do that. Duke famously played identical cousins on her namesake sitcom that aired early in the 1960s. Now, producers of *Live and Maddie said that they were inspired by Duke's show and long hoped she'd appear on theirs. Now, Cameron studied all three seasons of the Patty Duke show to prepare for her roles as twins and said she cried when she learned that she'd be working with Patty Duke on the set. There's really only one model for this show, Cameron said, and I didn't want to mess it up and I didn't want to offend her. Now Duke, who has continued to collect acting credits annually, said it was initially tough playing twins again, especially since one of her characters is pretending to be the other. But with Cameron and the writer's help, she found her groove once again. I could hear a little bit of the creak of rust as it fell away, Duke said. Now The episode will air early next year and shooting for the twins hasn't changed much in 50 years since duke originally ran the show the actress said they still use body doubles static sets and shooting everything twice so the actress can really nail that twin role so if you are a fan of live and maddie stay tuned next year they're going to have patty duke guest starring on live and maddie so i definitely will be tuning in as somebody who loves nostalgia and the old sitcoms. It is definitely going to be a fantastic one to watch. Now, since we are talking about the Disney Channel and all those kind of fun things, let's continue on, and how about some holiday news? Now, you know how much I don't like to push Christmas too far in advance we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. But how about Disney Channel's Lala Days is kicking off on November 28th. That's right, with a Hawaiian holiday episode of Jesse, guest starring Maya Mitchell from Teen Beach Movie, and with popular Live and Maddie characters as well, there's gonna be a holiday reunion episode of Girl Meets World as well, guest starring Boy Meets World alum, Ryder Strong. That's right, Sean Hunter is going to appear on Girl Meets World once again. William Russ, who played Alan Matthews, yes, the father from Boy Meets World, as well as Betsy Randall, who played Amy Matthews. There's also going to be new episodes of I Didn't Do It, with many special guest stars from Family Matters and more, Dog with a Blog, and all kinds of great things. And this is all going to be kicking off on Friday, November 28th, all through December. Now, there's also going to be the animated premiere of Disney Pixar's The Toy Story That Time Forgot. And it's also scheduled to air throughout the month of December as well. Now, this multi-platform rollout is going to be kicking off, on November 28th and it's going to be running all the way through December. Now the Fall Holiday Celebration includes winter makeovers of the disneychannel.com where each week kids and families will receive new exclusive gifts to unwrap as well, digital gifts, and more containing holiday-themed games, videos, and activities. It will also feature online crafts, giving fans the ability to print their own one-of-a-kind presents to share, including posters, holiday cards, and ornaments. Now, to date, the Disney Channel is the number one TV network in total day for the fourth straight year in kids ages 6 to 11, and the sixth year in a row for tweens ages 9 to 14. Now, the fourth annual Follow Holidays programming event for kids hits a series rank among the top 10 TV series in kids ages 6 to 11. Now, like I mentioned, I don't like to push Thanksgiving out of the way because Thanksgiving is that time to just bow your heads, give thanks for your friends, your family, and all of those that you are happy to have in your life, no matter who it is. So that's where I'm going to call out to all of you, the D-heads. I want you to go to DizRadio.com, go to our website, and call the Magical Memories hotline. I want you to go there and tell us what you're thankful for. And do that this weekend, early next week, and you will hear yourself on our Thanksgiving episode of Disney On Demand. So go there, go to disradio.com. call the Magical Memories hotline, and tell us what you're thankful for, whether that is your friends, your family, uh, getting an A in school. Maybe you're, you're one of our younger D-heads, and you're just thankful you were able to learn how to tie your shoes. No matter what you are thankful for, we want to hear it. So call in the Magical Memories hotline on disradio.com and you'll hear yourself on our Thanksgiving episode. So definitely stop in and call it in right there. Now finally, D-Heads, as I'm going to wrap up news, I'm keeping it a little short, like I said, with the holidays, news is a little bit light here this week, but how about Cinderella's live-action film is coming March of 2015. Now, this is something that we've all known for quite some time, that Disney is making these live-action adaptions of many of their, you know, classic stars. And there's many more that are coming in the works. We had Maleficent, and now Cinderella, and the official trailer has officially come out for Cinderella. Now, I will admit, I think it looks magical. I think it looks great. It's staying true to the animated feature, and it's staying true to what Disney does best. It tells a story. Now there are some people out there and some haters who are saying it's uh, it's not looking at feminism correctly and many other things. I say they are doing a great job of bringing their animated version to the live screen. That to me is what is most important, keeping the true essence of a Disney film being a Disney film. So that is coming March of 2015, and the trailers are posted everywhere. You can find it on our official Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand as well. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team once again. Lexi is back, our D-Team member from Down Under in the Hollywood Walk. And later on in the show, we have somebody who's going to take a magical, sleepless look at a great Disney classic soundtrack with Paige and the Magical Music Review. So all of heads I'm going to release the reins to the D-team, and when I come back, you're going to hear cell phone pranking expert, Mediocre Films owner and president, Greg Benson, here on the line. Be right back, all of heads
9: your stepmother and you'll have two lovely sisters to keep you company so I'll know as far away as I may be that you'll be safe
5: wouldn't you prefer to
16: eat when all the work is done Ella yes stepmother oh you needn't call me that madam will do cinder wench dirty Ella (laughs) Cinderella
6: (laughs) are you all right, miss what do they call you
5: never mind what they call me
6: I'm sorry it's not your doing Nor yours either, I'll bet. I hope to see you again, miss.
4: And
16: I, you. Ella, you have more kindness in your little finger than most people possess in their whole body. It was my mother's old dress.
8: It would be an insult to take you to the palace dressed in these old rags. (gasps) You shall not go to the ball. (laughs) Excuse me.
5: Why are you crying?
8: Who are you? That's better. My fairy cough mother. mice they're made of glass and you find they're really comfortable now off you go for you shall go to the ball they're all looking at you
6: believe me
9: they're all looking at you
8: where there is kindness
6: there is goodness And where there is goodness, there is magic
0: I have to see her again
7: Are you looking for this?
9: Dream is a wish your heart makes When you're fast asleep In dreams you will lose your heartache Whatever you wish for, you keep Have faith in your dreams, and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing the dream that you will come true A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep In dreams you will lose your heartache Whatever you wish for you keep In your dreams and someday Your rainbow will come smiling through No matter how your heart is grieving If you keep on believing The dream that you wish will come true A rainbow will come smiling through No matter how your heart is grieving if you keep on believing the dream that you wish will come true No matter how your heart is grieving if you keep on believing the dream that you wished will come true, come true. This
8: is Suzanne Blakesley
6: voice of lady tremaine maleficent the evil queen and
15: hag cruella de vil and mary poppins on disney on demand
0: Let's start those projectors, and look at this week's Hollywood Walk.
12: Lights! Camera!
7: Action!
16: Hey D-Heads! This week's special guest is a fantastic actor, comedian, and director. We are lucky enough to have Mr. Greg Benson here with us today. Now, Greg was once described as a well-dressed practical joker that never fails to embarrass and entertain others. That sounds like a pretty good reputation to me. For us D-heads, we can recognize this week's special guest from the cell phone pranking at Disneyland on YouTube. So, basically, one of Greg's most hilarious acts is to crash people's phone calls and see how they react. Let me tell you, they are all funny, especially the episode set in Disneyland. Now, other than this, Greg's production company, Mediocre Films, creates comedic short films, and we can mostly see them on YouTube. And they're all pretty hilarious. You should definitely check them out. One very popular show is called Gorgeous Tiny Chicken Machine Show. This can be described as a spoof of Japanese TV shows. And it is actually written and created by Greg's wife and distributed by Sony. Now, for some background information. Greg is from Dallas, Texas, but at a young age he moved to California and began appearing in several TV commercials. These include performances in over 80 different commercials. Everything from Honda, Lean Pockets, Hertz, and MCI. Also, this week's special guest is a member of the Acme Comedy Theater Improv Troupe in Hollywood. And Greg has also lent his talents to great big screen characters, including a small role in Robbie Benson's cult film, Modern Love, back in 1990 and the short film Black Days in 2001 and what has been described as a scene stealing role in Don't Try This At Home in 1998. Greg has also made appearances on the small screen. For instance, he was in the final season of Melrose Place. And since then, Greg has been producing and starring in a range of short films. In fact, it was in 2005 that he started making short films. And shortly after that, these films became incredibly successful on YouTube. One of his shorts, called Greg Hits Hollywood, was even featured on YouTube's home page. Now, that is cool. Greg has millions of regular YouTube viewers, and that's definitely something very impressive. And get this. One of Greg's short films, Coming Home, was chosen by Amazon.com customers as one of the top five videos of the Amazon Tribeca Film Festival's short film division. Wow, congratulations. And when he is not doing that, this week's special guest was frequently directing The Guild. And more recently, this week's special guest has written and directed so many great commercials and shorts including online ads for Hitachi and international trucks, as well as comedy Christmas card videos for 20th Century Fox. So it is easy to say that this week's special guest is one of the hardest-working comedy actors in the business. Thank you, Greg Benson. Without you, Disney and phone calls at Disneyland definitely would not be the same.
3: Hey, tomorrow we gonna go? Yeah, we're definitely gonna go. Probably like nine, nine a.m., nine thirty. I'm not sure, eight or seven. I'm not sure. sure. Yeah, eight's eight's better actually. If you could make it more like eight, would be better. Love you. Yeah, I love you too. Okay, bye bye bye. Eight's better than seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Eight's better than seven. Okay, bye. Bye bye. You ever heard of a thing called cell phone crashing? We do that for YouTube. There's, uh, there's my buddy with the camera over there. That is funny. <laughs> is that all right with you, man? <laughs> oh, it's a cheap thing, man. I already right, knew something weird was happening. I was like, yeah, we're like. Thanks for being a good sport, man. Oh, that's that's YouTube right there. Oh, if you want to say hello, yeah. wow. And it's called cell phone crashing. <laughs> okay. And it's all in fun. And you—that's so what you just did. That's what I just did. And this—I got a buddy right here with the camera.
6: Oh, great. <laughs>
3: Are you all right with that? I'm I'm
6: fine with
3: that. My name's Greg. I love when people are good sports.
0: Lights. Camera. Action. It's time for this week's
1: Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And each week, as we try to bring you... Things from your past, your present, Disney television, movies, and more. Many of those things are also at the parks. And with us here this week is somebody that experienced many things in the parks as well as well beyond that as well. You may have seen these videos all over the web. uh, Cell phone crashing, many different pranks, also the microphone hitting, and many other things out there. We have none other than Greg Benson here of Mediocre Films. Welcome to Disney On Demand.
17: Thanks, Jonathan. Great to be here, man.
1: It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, we saw the videos, you know, one of our team here at the show said, you got to see the cell phone crashing. It's just something that it's going to make your day. And I, I found myself laughing. And then I saw there was a Disneyland episode and I'm like, all right, we got to watch that. That's right up our alley. I guess, uh, I guess to kick things off, what got you into Just wanting to do
17: pranks and being a prankster on YouTube. <laughs> you know, I started off making a comedy sketches and series on YouTube, uh, when I joined in 2006, so i've been on for a good 8 years um and it, it it was a lot of fun but eventually it sort of evolved or devolved possibly into uh into just messing with people in public and just going out and having fun with people always with the intention of making their day better never never with the intention of uh of making anyone angry so basically i guess you could call them positive pranks and uh it it just sort of evolved from there i i found my audience and then it just sort of exploded and so now I'm just a, a guy in his 40s who uh, likes to go out in public and make an idiot of himself, and I uh, have a great time.
1: Well, you know, and it's the kind of thing, too, where it is is—it's uh it's definitely funny. And like you said, it is. it's there's no malicious acts there. It's all just about, you know, having fun and making people laugh. And I guess, uh, you know, all of our fans out there, of course, you know, they thought it was great. And, of course, the Disneyland episodes, I guess, with cell phone crashing, I guess, what was your initial intent? What was that first time that you got the spark of, all right, I'm going to go out there and start finishing people's conversations.
17: Yeah, I remember it very clearly, actually. I was in a line at the post office, and there was just a guy in front of me and in front of the entire line just speaking really loudly on his cell phone. So I started to answer everything that he was saying, and then all the people behind me in line just started laughing at that. and It was just really funny. I was was acting as if I was the person he was speaking to, and it, it threw him off and confused him and everyone thought it was funny and so I thought well yeah I really should get this on video this is a funny idea so I just started to go shoot it I think the first one I did was in San Francisco um, out on the pier and then I did one at a soccer game and I did one at the airport that one really blew up that's that's almost at 12 million views f- for that episode um, but uh, it's just been something that's that's really resonated with my viewers and they've asked to see more so I've been happy to oblige and think of new places to go and do cell phone crashing. The latest actually was just last week at the beach, in fact.
1: Definitely. You know, and the beach one, too. You know, that's one of those things where, uh, you know, some people are are privy to you and, you know, sometimes you get called out and many other things. I guess that's going to lead us to, uh, you know, Disneyland, I guess, uh, being there. And, you know, there's so many different directions I could go. People on vacation, many different things, I guess. Uh, how caught off guard are some of these people? And are there many times where they just don't want to be viewed or they they're not taking to it as humorous as you
17: thought it would be? I'd say that about 90% of the time people, um, people react the way that I hope that they'll react, which is, you know, the intention is always positive and fun. Um, every once in a while, someone gets a little upset. Uh, sometimes I'll go up and I'll uh, I'll start to crash someone's conversation and then I realize that they're talking about something serious. And so I'll just back off. I'll, I'll go away. I, I don't want to bother somebody if they're in the middle of a serious conversation. But um, I find that most people when they're on the phone out in public are talking to the person that they're trying to meet up with. So most of the conversations are pretty similar and, uh, and and, it, and that it helps to keep it light actually. So usually I'd say the, the reactions are positive and fun, but every once in a while, uh, I do encounter people who get a little upset or, or just don't want to be included in, in the video, so I don't include them.
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, and, you know, watching many of these, and of course, uh, like I said, with the Disneyland one that everyone loved, you know, there's a gentleman on there where he's just oblivious. I mean, that's the funniest part of the entire video is when you're you know, still going along with it well after the phone call. Yeah, you know, I'm just meeting him here, and hes that's what I said. And it's just completely clueless. How do you keep a straight face where you're just not about to lose it right at that moment as well?
17: You know, I've cracked up a couple of times doing these things. That guy was fantastic. He had the, the most amazing voice and the, a fun, boisterous personality. That's exactly the kind of guy that I hope to run into when doing these videos. And uh, even when he hung up and when the phone call was over, I just wanted to keep going to see what else I could get out of this guy just because he was so likable and fun. And uh, I, I agree. That's one of my favorite parts of the video.
1: Well, you know, and like you said, he has, like, he, well, and he had, like, that voice, that uh I don't know. It was just crystal clear, outgoing personality, and I was just I was rolling when it when it came down to. I'm like, wow, he still has no clue what's going on.
17: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we always have fun, but I, I I try to get opportunities to go to fun places. Like I love to go to the beach, and I love to go to Disneyland, and so to to give myself an excuse to go to Disneyland is always a good thing. And if I can shoot a video while I'm there, then all the better. You know, the only unfortunate thing is. About three or four hours of the day is, uh, is spent shooting a video instead of riding rides. Um, <laughs> but still, I think it was completely worth it because we got some, some real gold at Disneyland.
1: Definitely. Now, I guess beyond just cell phone crashing, you also do many other things. Like you said, you're a prankster and you love to do things. And we've also seen the, uh, uh the microphone hitting, I like to call it. I guess, uh, you know, how does that come across? Some people, I, I, I swear they're, they're, They can't tell if they're annoyed or if they think it's funny or it was an accident, but then you just, you keep doing it and keep doing it. And so many people still are just trying to talk and and get it out there without just pushing you away. I guess, uh, how did that all come about?
17: Yeah, that's actually the very first uh, video that I ever had featured on the front page of YouTube back in October of 2006. Um, And I've done it uh, several times since then. It's a thing I call Greg Hits Hollywood or you know, hitting strangers in the face of a microphone. Um, I have a very lightweight plastic microphone uh, that has a, a foam tip on it, so I can bop people in the face when I ask them a question. And at first, they'll think that it's a mistake, but then with every question, and the microphone keeps going back over to their face, I keep bopping them in the, in the face. Now, it's very lightweight, and the reason, reason why I'm saying this is so you know that I'm not hurting anybody. It's just kind of a funny surprise and catches people off guard. What I've learned is that people will pretty much do anything that they can to come off well in an on-camera interview because they want to be on TV or on YouTube. So it's a fascinating study of human behavior. And actually just yesterday, I shot uh, another social experiment uh, in a similar vein where I saw how easy it was to get people to lie in interviews on TV. So I, I just love going out and doing experiments and, and messing with people and, and seeing what happens.
1: Well, definitely. And like you said, you know, there's so many people nowadays, you know, they they are uh, uh, media hogs and they just want to do anything to say there I was there I was on TV. And uh, I guess, you know, with uh, the microphones, uh, you know, I guess next up, I haven't seen it out there unless it does exist is, uh, you know, I want to see you hitting up like the red carpet and doing this to, you know, Tom Cruise and, uh, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer and just start bopping them in the face.
17: You know that's a terrific idea. I have done some red carpet interviews i There's one video that I have out with Michael Sarah and Fred Willard and a bunch of really funny people um at a movie premiere that they did a couple years ago. But I didn't hit anybody in the face with a microphone, but I gotta say that's a fantastic idea, and i'm gonna i'm gonna see if I can do that
1: Well, you know, I think it would be hilarious, especially if you pick out the right star, I'm sure that they would go along with it. I mean, you know, we interview so many great uh, celebrities here on our show, and there's so many of them that. You know, they would just they'd be game for anything.
17: Yeah, and, and and on a on a very basic level just as far as getting YouTube views, who wouldn't click on a video called hitting celebrities in the face?
1: <laughs> exactly. I know I I know I'd go for it.
17: <laughs> Great. Thanks for the idea. I appreciate that.
1: that's all right i'll look for the royalty checks in the mail uh now you know like you said you know you've been doing this for quite some time and you know so many different people out there and now you're you know your your face is out there your name is out there things like that um how often does it happen when you're on the street at all or even when you were at disneyland and things like that do people recognize who you are or it takes a minute they're like ah it's the youtube guy you know i i guess how often in a day of shooting does that actually happen
17: Well, I, you know, I have about 350 million views now on YouTube, so there are an awful lot of people who have seen my videos. Um, And a lot of times they don't recognize me at first. But um, certainly every day that I go out and shoot something, there is someone who recognizes me. me. Uh, Yesterday we shot out in front of the Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, and we're doing interviews, and I was probably recognized by about 10 or 12 different people. but then again that was a very populated tourist area uh and there were people from all over the world who would come out there and, and some from other countries who recognized me so it's always fun um it it usually doesn't uh ruin a prank but every once in a while when it does bust a prank if it's funny I'll include it in the video
1: well you know and that's uh, i guess that's the kind of thing too like you said you know I have seen a couple of videos where you know people have found out, like at the beach and things like that. Now, um, I guess uh, with that, have you ever thought about just going beyond just cell phone crashing and doing any other kind of crashing, like, uh, you know, finishing people's orders in a fast food line or anything like that? Uh, is there, you know, do you have this whole list of just brainstorm ideas? Where you're like, all right, what can I do to, to move that even further?
17: Yeah, I did another video called Crashing People's Conversations, where I would just go up and join people mid-conversation and pretend like we were old friends and that I was reminiscing about the same things that they were reminiscing about. Um, It didn't work quite as well, but it certainly did get some good reactions. Um, Usually, people just thought I was crazy, (laughs) whereas whereas when I do (laughs) cell phone crashing, uh, people can figure out the game pretty quickly. And, and they usually start laughing because it's such an, an outrageous and silly thing to do. But yeah, there, there are certainly some, probably some other uh, approaches I could use.
1: Now, I guess with this, like you said, you've been doing this for some time. Do you see yourself uh, continuing with this? And at some point, you're going to be a, you know, 60 year old man doing, uh, you know, virtual, uh, virtual uh, reality crashing and things like that?
17: You know, I think there is certainly a shelf life to this and and, and to me, and I've given myself uh, just just a certain number of years to do this. I'm going to retire from doing these things when I'm a hundred. I think past then, I just <laughs> don't want to do them anymore. I think I'll be a little too tired.
1: Well, you know it, it, you could come across as like a you know a senile old man then just dropping in on conversations. I mean that could that could be funny right there.
17: Well, I've already joked that, you know, I have this old man character that I do. His name is Yeshman, and he appears in a lot of my videos, and I love doing this character. And, you know, right now I, he he has a wig and glasses and, you know, a little makeup. And, I, you know, I've, I've joked that at some point I won't really need to worry about uh, the makeup anymore. I'll just become that character.
1: Now, when it comes to, you know, mediocre films and doing what you're doing, you know, of course, I guess with YouTube now, I guess the one thing people are going to ask, and I'm sure you've gotten asked this before is like, is mediocre films what you do? I mean, is this what you do all day, every day, you go out there, try to figure out locations and, uh, you know, make things happen. I mean, I guess after the success in 2006, has this sparked just uh now this is what you do and, and you love it and you go out there and, uh uh you know, you've got your wife in on it and many other things.
17: Yeah, working in new media, specifically YouTube, is my full-time job. I started off in LA as a professional actor back in the 90s and I did over 100 national commercials and a lot of TV and film parts, but since YouTube uh exploded and my popularity grew, um it really has become a job uh and YouTube um splits the ad revenue that they put ads on the videos. They split that with the uh producers like myself, and I also work directly with brands to make branded videos, little Web ads, um, and uh, I also do director for hire work, actor for hire work. All of those things combined uh, make it possible for me to make a living in new media, which is amazing. And i got to say, I never saw it coming, but I'm so thrilled that it's here.
1: Well, it's the kind of thing too, like you said, it's one of those, you didn't see it coming and now here you are doing it. And I guess, you know, we're we're talking about so many different things here. And one of the questions I forgot to ask that I know one of our listeners wanted was, um, do you have any one memorable cell phone crashing that just is one of those that to date will always stick with
4: you?
17: I guess the one that really stuck with me is the, the first one I did on the pier in San Francisco. There was one woman that I went and sat down next to her on a bench, and I started crashing her cell phone conversation. And actually, now that I think about it, this was the very first person that I ever cell phone crashed on video. And she just started giggling, and it was really, really fun. She she just started laughing, and she was so sweet. And uh, then, you know, I showed her what it was that I was doing, and she was totally cool with it. And it was just, uh, yeah, that just kind of stuck with me because... Uh, it's like there was an immediate chemistry when I started doing cell phone crashing. Of course that chemistry really? doesn't always happen, but, uh, but usually <laughs> it's pretty good.
1: Well, you know, and that was going to be a question too. Do you ever get that one person where it's just a very tense situation that, uh, you know, we're never going to see, but you just kind of, all right, I'm going to walk away from this one. And you're just kind of leave with a little bit of a cold sweat of, all right, that was the wrong person to pick on.
17: There was an episode in, uh, in Beverly Hills that we did. Um, and, there was one guy who, he was a big guy that I was messing with. It turns out that he had a good sense of humor about it, but he was a little uh, put off by me sort of following him around and crashing his conversation. And he he got to where he was just starting to be a little on the threatening side. turns out, though, that once I revealed what we were doing, he was very nice about it. Uh, he was just, uh, just confused. He said he didn't know if I was trying to mug him or, or what. which which is not really possible. There have been a couple of people who have, uh, even on the beach recently, who uh, just said that they weren't interested at all in being a part of it and being in the video after I did the cell phone crashing. And so I I took them out. Um, There was one gentleman who uh, you can see one short clip of him in the cell phone crashing at the beach outtakes, which is on my second channel, mediocre films Two. Um, And, you know, I I blurred his face because he didn't want to be part of it, but sometimes I just like to show that I do approach other people, and sometimes it just doesn't work out as well as the good ones that we see in the main video.
1: Definitely. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, too, where people are, all right, you know, what's going to happen here? You know, uh, does he leave with a cold sweat? Now, I... I guess, you know, with uh, all of our Disney fans out there, you know, coming full circle here, and everybody does love the Disneyland one, which is what brought us to you, I guess, uh, are we going to see any more from Disneyland or maybe California Adventure, maybe Downtown Disney? Because I know all the Disney fans just seeing things, you know, in a local area that's Disney related. So are we going to see any of those anytime soon?
17: Sure. Uh, You know, I I love to go to Disneyland, so any excuse to go there and shoot a video is is great by me. And and it's, uh, I guess now it's been... Several months since I've been there, so uh, I guess as soon as the heat uh, cools down a bit, I'll be back at Disneyland and I'll I'll shoot some more videos there. Not sure if it'll be cell phone crashing, but... It'll be something fun, just uh, messing with people in a positive way.
1: Well, you know, Greg, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us. And, you know, we love the videos. All of our listeners do. And like I said, one of the team brought it to our attention. And, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna keep our eye out, you know, bringing that laughter. You know, just sitting, people sitting in their cubicles all day. It brings that little bit of a chuckle, something fun. Like I said, not malicious at all. And, uh, you know, I guess for anyone listening in, is there anything you want to leave out there for them is uh, words of wisdom from Greg.
3: You know, you have just summed
17: it up, actually, because that's the whole idea for me is just to, to try to go out there and make people laugh and, and brighten their day a little bit. It's not about making people angry. It's, it's just about making someone's day better, and I, I hope that I succeed not only for the viewer at home but for the, the people that I'm pranking uh, on the day. That's my whole goal.
7: Well,
1: you know, and I think you've uh, i think you've done that. I think you've, uh, you know, captured that very well. So thanks once again, Greg, and uh, we're going to definitely have links all over our website everywhere else, and uh, we'll link to all of you listeners to it, too, here in the show later on, and, uh, you know, thanks once again, Greg, from uh, Mediocre Film, stopping in, cell phone crashing, uh, many other things, Prankster, all over the board. Thanks once again for stopping in.
17: Thank you. This was fun.
6: like silly and Mickey Mouse was the star when he swaggered in with his big wide grin I knew that he'd go far big feet flapping got me clapping I love that Mickey so that long tail big-eared strutting showman really stole the show friendly Pluto barked away and Mickey was his pal Donald and Goofy drove him crazy but Minnie was his gal He rescued Minnie time after time A hero through and through Whatever the danger He always came running When Minnie called you I grew up on Mickey Mouse And Mickey grew on me Happy birthday, Mickey And play them all with a flair Clerk or conductor or Hollywood star He left his mark everywhere Dancing and romping, running and stomping I watched him when he played With Minnie and Donald, Goofy and Pluto And Disney on parade I grew up on Mickey Mouse Mickey grew on me Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse Happy anniversary
14: Hi, this is Alicia Grillin. You know me from High School Musical and Halloween Town High, and you're listening to Disney on demand.
4: Hey there, D Heads! Paige here with an all new magical music review. Can you believe we've already started November? I hope you all remembered to set your clocks back an hour. I know I appreciated the extra hour of sleep. This month, we will have two new Legacy Collection releases to listen to. Our first one was actually last month. But as it was our Halloween celebration, I decided to save it. This week, we are looking at the release to celebrate the 55th anniversary of the 1959 classic, Sleeping Beauty. Disney's musical director from 1953 to 1976, George Bruns, composed the music as an adaptation of the ballet by Peter Tchaikovsky. Mr. Brunn's other Disney credits include The Jungle Book, The Love Bug, 101 Dalmatians, The Aristocats, The Ballad of Davy Crockett, Love from Robin Hood, and *Yoho! Ho, It's Pirate's Life for Me. He also recorded occasionally with the Disney House Band and was a member of the Firehouse Five Plus Two. As with the previous Legacy Collection releases, this new edition comes with original demo takes with the voice actors and has re-recorded takes of these tracks, as well as two pieces performed by the Tutti Camerata Orchestra. Mr. Camerata was the producer of Disneyland Records. He convinced Walt that a score alone was a wonderful listening experience in and of itself. This led to the broadening of the soundtrack concept to showcase as much of the orchestral score as possible. With all this said, let's head back to the 14th century and take a listen to the legacy collection, Sleepy Beauty. One of the features of the Legacy Collection releases is that each comes with a book with lyrics and notes on the music, demos and all. The notes can be particularly useful for demos that did not make it into the final film. It's not always easy to find the place that a song belonged. Our first song for today is entitled It Happens I Have a Picture. The song is sung by King Stephan and King Hubert 16 years before the song "Scumps" takes place and serves as their toast to the upcoming nuptials of their offspring. The two gentlemen express their pride and delight in their respective children, each claiming that his child is the very picture of himself. What might confuse you when the selection starts is that it is entirely spoken. The voices you hear are of Hans Conried and Bill Thompson. Though Mr. Conried was later replaced by Taylor Holmes, Conried is very convincing in his portrayal of Stefan's pride over the newborn Aurora. While I personally prefer Scumps, this is still a good interaction between the two kings. Scrums, Take a listen and enjoy. Scumps! A toast to this night. The
0: outlook is rosy! The future is bright! Our, Our children will marry! marry. Our, Our kingdoms team. unite! Scumps! Scumps! Scumps!
2: Stephen Beauty Fest, Hans
0: Conried as Seven, Bill Thompson as Hubert. A toast, Hubert! A toast! To my daughter! The Princess Aurora.
7: And to my son, Prince Philip.
0: (laughs) To our children. And now, one for our grandchildren, eh, Stefan? Yes, but but, Hubert, just as a matter of form, shouldn't we drink to the betrothal first? Oh, yes, of course. To the betrothal of Philip and Aurora. And the marriage that will unite two kingdoms. To our kingdoms united. Well, (laughs) when shall we announce it? Today? Uh, Today? Oh, come, Hubert. uh, Let's wait till the children grow up, uh, get better acquainted. (laughs) Perhaps they won't even like each other. Oh? And just what's the matter with my Philip? Why? Why doesn't your daughter like my son? Oh, but, Hubert, I didn't mean... I'm not so sure my son likes your daughter. Now, see here, Hubert, I... what are we saying of course they like each other we like each other don't we and and aurora is exactly like me same hair same eyes Uh, just like my philip living image of his father (laughs) now it happens i have a picture of my son at the age of two (laughs) i don't like to boast but yet he's the most remarkable boy I ever knew. It happens I have a picture of my daughter who's three days old. I won't tell you lies, just look at those eyes. Did you ever see hair so gold? Did I tell you what he said? The
7: funniest thing I ever heard.
0: (laughs) Did I tell you what she did? Well, it's too, too, too absurd. (laughs) Well, she's really the living picture of my wife, wife, as you plainly see. the The most People, People say that day after day, after day she is the picture of me. Um, your majesty? Yes, oh, yes, yes. What is this? What
9: is this? Their excellencies have arrived at the castle gates. Oh, oh, the fairy godmothers. Come along, Hubert. We must be there to greet them. <laughs>
4: The Woodland Symphony is the orchestration while the animals are forming their plan to take Prince Philip's cape, hat, and boots. This orchestration was not originally released on other soundtracks. This track also includes Once Upon a Dream, transitioning into it in almost the same way as the film. But this is not the same version that you will be familiar with. Yes, it's still sung by Mary Costa and Bill Lee, our Aurora and Philip, but it's not the same in sound vocally. Miss Costa has more vibrato in this version. The phrases of the song are longer as well. When Mr. Lee joins in, well, to be perfectly honest with you, I almost didn't recognize him. He has a deeper tone. He also lengthens the phrases. This particular arrangement feels more like a dramatic, almost serious and operatic at times with Miss Costa's voice ballad than the film version, which is more light and, well, dreamlike. With the difference in the phrase lengths, there is a difference in the flow of the song between the versions. This could be put in the terms of their dance. Aurora and Philip, like many a Disney couple, waltz. This particular version would not fit with a waltz. My guess would be that the animators had not decided on how exactly the scene would be done. Woodwinds, particularly flute, bells, violins, and even a harp carry the instrumentation. Would this particular version fit with our beloved characters meeting in the woods? Personal opinion, not really. It's overall very beautiful, though and is a found treasure indeed. Take a listen and see what you think. The love theme from Sleeping Beauty is apparent throughout the film in different scenes. The time that comes to mind at first is during the opening sequence when the narrator is reading of Aurora's birth. A new arrangement was found and restored for the release. Starting with violins and a solo piano and clarinet, it's very simple. Joined with flutes and some lower voices as well as a little bit of bells, the piece begins to grow in dynamic and tempo. We then back off a little before bringing in percussion and very prominent brass to build to a beautiful climax, with trumpets soaring over the woodwinds and violins. A beautiful orchestration performed by the 2D Camerata Orchestra. Please listen and enjoy. And now we've reached the end of our time for this week. I'll be back next time with an all-new Magical Music Review. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email me at page at disradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com. Have a great rest of your week, D-Heads. See ya!
0: D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on
1: DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. All right, all of you D-Heads, I am back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. All kinds of fun on the horizon, and thank you once again, a very special thank you to our special guest here this week, Greg Benson of Mediocre Films fantastic clarity! I love watching your videos on YouTube. It just brings that smile and that something extra to your day. Every time I watch one of your videos, it just makes me crack up and really breaks up that monotony of the day, day in and day out. So thank you, Greg Benson, once again for stopping in. And all of you D-heads, definitely check out Mediocre Films on YouTube. I'd also like to thank the D-team, yes, of Aaron, Caitlin, Nathan, Paige, and Lexi all for stopping in here this week for sharing their signature segments having some fun with us and bringing that little bit of magic to all of you D-Heads in your life here this week. So thank you to the D-Team and remember you can connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com D-I-Z Radio.com And finally, most of all I'd like to thank you the D-Heads. You are the most important element of the show. You are the reason we come back every single week week in and week out. We do it for you. The D-Heads. So thank you for stopping in, spreading the word, and embracing our new kind of Disney show. So all of you D heads, we have all kinds of fun. And before I let you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week for show number 91 for our big Thanksgiving Day show, I am going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney on Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D I Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com. D D-I-Z IZ Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And you can find all these links right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com. And remember, you can always get the latest shows on your mobile device, your tablets, and more, by downloading our absolutely free Diz Radio app and also subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So, all of you D heads, next week is Thanksgiving, and we're not jumping the gun here at Disney on Demand. We want to celebrate the holidays in style, celebrate the holidays the way the holidays should be spent, and that is Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. And we are truly going to give thanks because next week we have the one, the only, the talented. You may know her from 227, Sister Sister, Girl Meets World, and many other classic television sitcoms yes we have the one and only jackie harry stopping in here at the show so all vd heads as we gear up for thanksgiving spending that time with our friends our family our loved ones thank you once again for stopping in and as i always say as we get busy as life gets crazy slow down take a moment and never neglect family for business Catch you online and see you next week, RVD heads.
8: Well, 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 let's have a drink on it, as me father used to say. When the truth is nobly spoken, it's respect you've got to pay. So fill your cup and lift it up and clink, here's how. No shilly-shallying, no dilly-dallying, let's have a drink of it now. No shilly-shallying, no dilly-dallying, let's have a drink of it now. Got it, to them fight legionnaires To their outpost in the desert And their gorgeous cruddy gares To sailing for Benghazi On a rusty sky No shilly shallying No dilly dallying Let's have a drinkin' of now No shilly shallying, No dilly dallying Let's have a drinkin' of now What do you do when the watch has gone and there's no turning back? You're four days from the fort, the Arab renegades attack. And the blistering sun keeps burning.
7: Reinforcements can't get
8: through. What do you do about it? What do you do about it? Do you blister easily?
9: Yes, as a matter of fact.
8: Ah, uh, the foreign leader's is not for you. Right, right. Well, well, well. Let's have a drink, it to the simple average life, to the wages every Friday that you bring home to the wine, to the sweat of honest labour on your average brow. No silly shallying, no dilly dallying. Let's have a drink and now. No silly
7: shallying, no dilly dallying. Let's have a drink and now.
8: Go, dibby, dibby, the now... What do you do when you lose your job The rent is overdue The landlord throws you in the street The wife, the kiddies too And the sleet and snow are falling and you've got no place to go. Will you shut your face? Can't you see I'm talking to the gentleman? What do you do about it? What do you do about it? The simple average life, sir. Now.
7: Right, wrong.
15: Well, 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 let's have a drink on it Here's to China, cross the bay To them darling and loysters And the pearls they give away A man could make his fortune there I will somehow No silly sholly no dilly-dally I'm off to China now Well, 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 one last drink And then you're on
8: your merry way What do you do when your sandpan Spins a leak in
7: China Bay? When the truth is no spoken It's respect you've got
6: to Girls' So mm-hmm. pero,
7: pero, pero,
6: pero, pero.